I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 52 of the T. Rowan Funky Show. Brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap, Defend What You Have Built, and also now by Dolomer Mats. Tommy, Ohio State comes home with another world champion. What do you yes. Give it's, us the scoop. It's been, it's, you know, ever since Michigan uh, blew it against Ohio State in football, it's, it's been the month of the Buckeyes, uh, starting with the football and then winning Vegas with a bunch of starters out, smacking around Missouri. Huh. And then and then Logan Logan comes through with a world championship, so pretty pretty amazing. You know, there's only 13 living world American world champions, Free, and two of two freestyle, of them freestyle or freestyle Greco and women free, freestyle freestyle. Okay, and uh, two really of them, only 13. Are you only sure? Only 13. I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure. I talked to Tom Ryan about it, and two okay. of them are living in training on the campus of the Ohio State University. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but that's where I'd go to school. Well, I was 18. <laughs> well, if you want to go there, we'll talk about Logan some more in a second. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking about the Lou Roselli legacy and, and what uh, a large shoes Travell has to fill in that role that Lou, Lou was in, right? I, I, yeah, I would, I would say Travell and Jaggers. I mean, I think they're – Okay. You know, Travell, Travell is definitely the freestyle – guru and has the prestige but when it comes to running the rtc i would say jaggers is just as much involved at least from my impression that sure. i get so i was thinking about this list i and maybe i'm i don't think i'm missing anyone but from oh you the, missed a ton from, i saw the answer you missed a lot from, okay no i'm talking about number one they wrestled at the world championships not like the top three world team but the number one yeah. guy okay yeah, so no, I, you here's, missed them. here's mine steeper travel Humphrey, Gavin, JD, and yourself. Who did I miss? Uh, Bunch and Heskett. They really? And es- no, Bunch- and Escobedo. Bunch, Heskett, Escobedo. Escobedo was not Ohio RTC. You're just yes, he was. But you're out of your you're, mind. You're crazy. Escobedo, Escobedo lived in Columbus for like three years, my man. What? Yes, Escobedo, Bunch, and Heskett. So okay, you I knew, three, I, my man. Okay, fair enough. Damn it all. Did Escobedo really live in, in Columbus, Ohio? Yes, it's a fact. What? He, yes, it's an absolute fact. You really missed that one. You're usually the information guy. Wow. Well, I did miss that. I did not know about Angel Escobedo's residence in Ohio in uh, Columbus. Okay. Well, let me let me. Um, those three, they 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 also fit with what I'm saying for the most part. Right. So besides yourself. And Steber, um, I would not consider a lot of those guys college superstars, right? Especially, you know, JD never won a title. Humphrey never won a title. Travell was a D2 guy. Um, did Bunch win a title? No, he took second. I don't think he won a title, right? Uh, Bunch did not. No, he got second and third, second. I believe. Okay. So, Escobedo uh, won a title. I would say he and was kind of won a title. So, but, you know, yeah, they're, they're not Hesk- three and four time champions like some of these guys are. And so, you know, we have a guy like Kyle Dake who's never made a team. And, um, you know, we could go down the list. I mean, David Taylor still never made a team, right? Um, right. So these college superstars. And yet the Ohio RTC, under the influence of, of Lou Roselli, has put now, I thought it was six, nine guys on the team. And only two of them, you would really say, were college superstars. Um, can Travell really well, keep I would, that I would, I would say, I would, I would say, you know, just for – Edification purposes. I would say Heskett was. Um, he was borderline. I mean, I lost three, him. Three, three-time finalist. Um, but he only won one title, All-American. though. Yeah, I know. And then, you know, Escobedo might have been. But, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and I agree. I was just trying to, you know, be as transparent as possible. Okay, fair enough. So, they, I mean, they, they've been more proficient than anyone. Can, can Travell keep yes. up Lou's pace? And what was it about Lou that was so special 
that he's putting so many guys on the team. Well, I would say that I will say this that uh, Travell and Jaggers are off to a heck of a start, and that could be exhaust fumes from Roselli's effect. And I know yep. people are going to say that, yep. but but that being said, you you know, Logan could have he could have got the bronze medal, but he got the gold. He could have made the team and went three and one and lost to a guy that got third, but he did. He won, sure. and so. You know, um, they're off to a good start. They're doing a good job. And it's it's absolutely big shoes to fill. Lou Rizzelli, um has a lot to do with what, what went on the last, you know, 10 years at the RTC. But what's good is that the, the ship has been built. You don't have to rebuild it. You don't have to start from scratch. It's been built. There's a donor base that allows us to pay uh, people adequately. That already exists. Um, there's a system. There's a reputation you got, you know, you're basically Travell and Jaggers are starting off their uh, international coaching careers with a world and Olympic champion, a world champion, and a world and Olympic champion in the room. So, I mean, foundationally, they got everything that they need to keep it going, and I think they will. But yes, they have humongo, humongo shoes to fill, and you can't say it's going to be easy. It's not. It, it's not easy to do what's been done, no. but. I think I think they can continue it, and I think that everything that they've done on their own, even though it's been in a short time, they've done a good job. Nice. And so, so let's get back to Logan. Um, I was not able to catch these matches in real time. I did watch them all afterwards. And and to be fair, I was in a private lesson, and I stopped my private lesson for the world championship, the final. I love it. That's why said, you. That's why you love wrestling. And I said, we're going to watch you watching this world final is more important than you doing any, any more, you know, moves for six minutes. Right. And I went to UWW and I could not get the video to play off UWW. I heard about that. It was so frustrating. Really, really bad. So then I just looked like an idiot because I was spending five minutes trying to get this video to play and these kids are standing there like, um, we didn't do anything. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. The freaking video won't play. Um, (laughs) so Logan, you know who Logan reminded me of in this world championship run? He reminded. Uh, is it a, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, I was going like, to guess. Is it, is it an international guy or a folk style guy? Uh, I mean, uh, both. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't even go there. What, who, who does he remind you? Of? He reminded me of Burroughs in his first title run. Yeah, um, that's a good point. You know, lots of points on the board. Yep. Lots of nail biters. Yep. Giving up, giving up lots of points, but scoring even more. You know, it is, it is very similar. Very similar. Um, you know, gave up. The only, points. the only difference, the only difference is Logan is a beast on top. But he didn't score so, that much on top. He didn't. I he was expecting he had a, more. He had some, he I got, think he had a pretty important trapped arm against the Russian, didn't he? Uh, I want to say he got one turn. He was doing kind of like um, uh, we used to call it a Simmons, where he's kind of around the neck and the arm. He was doing uh, if that. It's, if it, it's called a choke if it's the Simmons. Well, yeah, it wasn't quite as tight as the Simmons, but it was it was simil- <laughs> similar. Um, right. So he did get a few turns, but, you know, not, it wasn't like he was uber dominant where he went out there and laced them up and scored eight points and then it was over. Right. Um, no, I would, I would agree with you. It's very similar to Burroughs' first run in 2011. So I, I could see, you know, I can still see Logan, and obviously he's made a lot of improvements um, since last year. Uh, I can still see him making a significant amount of improvements, um, cleaning up on his defense a little bit. You know, this is it, it's hard. We're critiquing a world champion, which you know it's hard in itself. Difficult, um, I agree. But he he did give up some some easy takedowns, um, and and he gave up some points off his own attack. So I could really see, I, I foresee him cleaning some of that stuff up, um, and maybe opening the gap a little bit, kind of like Burroughs did. Um, you know, kind of going into 12, 13, 14, th- those years. I could, I could see it. And how, you know, and, and I'm, I'm very happy. He's a Buckeye. He's an Ohio boy. Good kid. I've known him since I met him when he was 11 years old. So I've known him for quite some time. So I couldn't be happier. But, but how ironic is it that this is a guy that obviously very well could have made the Olympic team at the weight class above? Probably, you know, some people would argue he should have at the point that he lost. It was it was his tournament to lose. Didn't make the team, and he makes one weight cut, tries out for the team at this weight, dominates in the U.S., then flies over to Budapest and has the worst draw, 
humanly possible. He's got Ukraine, Russia, Iran, Georgia to win the title. Goes through all of those guys, and he's a world champion in a way below. How much does that speak to the fact that we don't have enough weight classes represented at the Olympic Games? Um, you nailed it. I mean, honestly, Tommy, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, you know, when we did our top ten list, that was one of the things I brought up was the number of weight classes um, and how that affects people's legacies. Uh, yep. You know, John Smith, for example, was a one thirty six pounder. So that you know, right. they, they, they took his weight class away. Would he? Would he have won at the weight class above? I mean, like if, you, if, you, if you if you if you have, even though it's great that Logan won the world championship, if we have eight weight classes in freestyle and the same result, you know, as manufactured in Rio in August, you've got a four time NCAA champion in his first year out of college, first, yeah, first winning the Olympic Games. Yeah, his first full year. His first full year out of college wins the Olympic Games. Yeah. So yes. Yes, he did something that was amazing, but the, the, the spotlight would be magnified on his accomplishment times 10. Yeah. Even though he's the talk of the town this week in the national record community, the it's spotlight not the would have been on him times 10. Yeah, it's not the same. Um, and you know that and that kind of makes me think like in 30 years, Tommy, some guys like me and you are going to be on doing a podcast, and they're going to be like looking back through results, and they're going to be like, why was there a world championships with only two weights in December? Like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep, like exactly right. This doesn't make any sense. What are they doing? Um, yep. So I could see, yeah. and you know, honestly, Tommy, there, there, I would say there has to be at least one more weight class added. Uh, you know, seventy four to eighty six is too big. Throw an eighty kilogram in there. Um, you know, they're, and adjust they're, the, and adjust the other six. Well, no, I, I mean, I think if you go, well, okay, obviously the Olympics is not going to let. They're not going to let more weight classes in, right? Oh, so you're talking about another weight class in there in the non-Olympic year? Yeah, and honestly, yeah, listen, I'm, if, in, I'm in on that. If you're gonna hi- if you're gonna host the partial world championships in in the Olympic year, why don't you just have everyone wrestle? You know, do I all agree. nine weight classes. Why not? I mean, there's no reason they can't. They're already hosting the tournament, right? I mean, I think I think that would kind of. I mean, I feel like Logan's world championship is completely legitimate because I, yeah, the weight class the weight class that is that that him and the people that were in it, it's just it's just not it's not represented at the Olympics. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't be there. But had had you had you win a world championship at the same year you win the Olympics in the same weight class, it kind of dilutes the Olympic gold medal to me. Um or but, to, but this is it doesn't it doesn't to the public, right? And this is where this is what you just talked about is if Logan Steber, right now he's the talk of the town in the wrestling community, right? But right. the amount of publicity he's getting for this versus if he would have won an Olympic gold medal, they're not even in the same ballpark. They're not in the same universe, right? Not even close. Not even close. And so I, I think I think you obviously – it's not like if you're the wrestling – if you're UWW, you don't say, well, we're not going to go do the Olympics. You send your guys right. to the Olympics. You get them that publicity, but then you also hold your world championships. I mean if you're going to do it for – I mean, so we're both in agreement that they should, at the very least, do 80 kilograms. And if you're going right. to hold it for those three weight classes, why not just wrestle the rest of the weight classes? I mean... I'm in on that. Okay. I'm in on that. So we're good. I'm in. So we'll I'm with it. you. Yep. Okay, sweet. Um, and yeah, does it does it dilute the Olympics a li- tiny, tiny bit for the wrestling community? But remember, that's still a small fraction of... Uh, I agree. I'm with you. I'm, I'm following you. You sold me. All right, deal. So we'll just tell, we'll tell UWW to do it. Hey, I gotta I gotta admit, Tommy, I went to a, I, a Ben. You're 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 just making wrestling great again, one podcast at a time. I, hey, so okay, so two things. Well, now you said the two things. Number one, I did go to a Trump rally the other day, and I did start a lock her up chant. Um, you went to the Trump rally? Yeah, the, the thank you tour. Did you have a cheese hat on? A cheese uh, hat hat on? I did not. There was one person with a cheese head hat, though. I saw that. <laughs> So you started to lock her up, chant. Yeah, yeah. You know, I waited till it was real quiet. You're wild, man. And then I yelled. I also yelled. My, my wife actually walked away from me because I was embarrassing her. I was having a great time. Um, I, I also <laughs> yelled. <laughs> he was talking about um, how he was working so hard on the. Um, it was actually pretty inspirational, Tommy. This dude's like, he's like, listen, I, if I lose, I'm at least going to leave it all out there. He said, I was doing four rallies a day. He said, "If I if I if I lose, I could live with that as long as I put my heart into it." 
I mean, that's pretty right. inspirational shit right there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I so like it. he was kind of talking about that and talking about how she wasn't, I, don't, I can't remember what words he used, but, you know, how she wasn't doing nearly as much or something. And he kind right. of got quiet and had a pause. And I go, and I said, that's because she was napping. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife got embarrassed and she walked, she walked oh like, my God. away from that. <laughs> um, Hey, so the other thing I had to say about that, making wrestling great is, uh, the other day I talked about how that one college president wouldn't call me back. Remember? Right. And I actually got a message after that show from a college in Wisconsin called Marion University. The baseball coach actually has a wrestling background, and he pitched wrestling to the AD. And I talked to the AD with Mike Moyer this morning. Um, and so we're in talks to get wrestling started at a university in Wisconsin. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> All because love- of this podcast. Hey, driving enrollment. Podca- the podcast. The podcast is creating collegiate wrestling opportunities. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, so that's that's great, right? Absolutely. So, hey, what do you think about Logan uh, getting his belt and medal stolen? Well, Tommy, I thought Columbus was a nice, wholesome community. I didn't realize, you know, maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's one of those where it's like he was like the Ohio State hero, how much the Ohio State football players sold Columbus, their rings Columbus for. Is a, Columbus is a wonderful community of of law abiding citizens, but you know, perfection's not attainable, Ben. So. He, he's a, this is this is an amazing story though. The guy lands after a twenty hour trip from Budapest, Hungary to Columbus, Ohio. He lands. His girlfriend picks him up at the airport. He goes directly to eat probably a nice American meal, which is you know when you're in Europe yep. is you know you're you're, you're just Different. salivating by the time you and get he, to the US. And he'd probably been dieting for the last how long? Yeah, he's been cutting weight. He's a world champion Christmas season. You know, it's a heck of a time to win the world championship. Like, would you? Is there a better time to? To go on a break and feel good about yourself than like December fifteenth. Nope. So, anyways, he he puts his bag in the seat. They get they go out to eat, probably in Grandview, the short north or somewhere, because he lives lives in that area. Okay. And he comes back. His wife's window has been smashed, passenger seat window, and his bag was stolen with his passport, his belt, his medal in it. Damn. So instead of you focusing on. You know, the fact that there's a lot of criminal activity in Columbus. What about the fact that it was returned? Okay, so I, think that's, I, I, think I, that's I got questions impressive. about this. Did the guy see it on the news and felt guilty? Or did he just take, like, the computer and the money and say, I didn't, I don't really want this medal and belt and throw it somewhere and someone found it? Or how exactly did it get returned? I, I wish I wish I knew. I, I should have talked. I, I talked to coaches a lot. I wish I would have asked them that. Yeah. I, I don't know how it was returned or why. Well, you know, but I know he got it back. Some of these petty thieves, you know, it's not like you can sell a one of a kind world championship belt somewhere. Right? I also know this. I know I know some donors <laughs> I know some donors offered a reward mm. to, to to return it. And then the guy so the guy that, called that, them that and then they turned the idiot in. Yeah, I don't know. I mean why would you return something you stole for, for money? Uh it's kinda kinda counterintuitive, but anyways, uh that that the donors did offer to get someone if they brought it back that they would uh pay them hey so uh speaking of carjackers um did you hear about this lady in milwaukee no i didn't okay so well you know the pettises they got their uh, they got their cars burnt up and then they also got their cars stole uh stuff stolen on their cars you hear this no i didn't okay the pettis brothers you know who they are the fighting pettis brothers what Anthony was a UFC champion. Sergio is also in the UFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. So I, I'm just telling you a story for it's kind of funny, and we were talking about the carjacking, so that's why I'm bringing it up. So, anyways, so these two old ladies, well, they're like 70. Um, I think they're they're dating each other, right? Um, they're of that persuasion. Uh-huh. But one of them was in the Israeli military. Okay. That means she's highly trained. Highly trained, and the, but they're like they're like seventy, right? So they, she's getting out of her car downtown, and this guy tries to fight the valet to jump in and jack the car. Well, the old lady took the dude down. From what it sounds like, she took him down, put him hold, and then stepped on his nuts and told him. <laughs> it doesn't say this exactly, but I, hold on, I'm going to look it up so I can give you the exact words. Um, so, but it sounds like she steps on his nuts, right? And, uh, okay, here we go. Here's the exact wording, Tommy. I went and I tackled the kid. I put a hold on him. I got up. I put 
the toe of my boot in a socially significant place. <laughs> um, hold on, wait, where's the next part of it? Um, that's that picture. I took my cane, moved the hoodie back so I could get a good look at him. Um, and then she said, uh, I can't find it. She says, she says, don't get up or you're going to be peeing from a tube or something, right? Right. So anyways, his friends pull up with a gun and they say, get off him or else I'm going to shoot you. So she does. But then they got the license plate and they all got arrested. And it turns out these were people, the people that jacked the Pettises. Crazy, right? Unbelievable. That is a crazy well, story. Well, a 70-year-old lady taking dudes out when she's getting mugged. It's impressive. Okay, but listen, you got to be a, a freaking wimpy-ass carjacker to get beat up by a 70-year-old woman. I right? agree. Like, I agree. You're pathetic. And I, and I don't want to – I agree no matter what your background is, no 70-year-old woman should take out a young man. So these, these that guys. Being said, they that being said, do you know? Do you know the background of the Israeli military? They're tough, right? They're like like every Israeli military member is basically is 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 proficiently and highly trained as like a Navy SEAL. Hmm. Interesting. I, did I do know that. Wow. Well, so this so, lady was a badass then. But you know, seven year old woman is a seven year old woman. Pretty yeah. amazing. So these these young punks should uh, they should, instead of carjacking they should be on a wrestling team or something learn how to be tough and real men. That's right. Okay. So anyways, that was a that was our distraction for the day. A little bit off target. That that was our ADD moment of the of the week. I wish I would. I wish there'd be video of this lady stepping on the dude's nuts though. <laughs> how awesome would that be? That'd be great. Oh man! All right, world team trials announced for Lincoln, Nebraska. It it is just freestyle. Alone, um, the juniors are the, the June 9th, seniors are June 10th. Tommy, are you going, and how many Ohio RTC people will make the team? I don't know if I'm going because it's in Nebraska. Okay. Um, you got something against Nebraska? I, I mean, I'd like to go to a place that's a little more fun. But, um, sure, sure. No offense, Burroughs. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to have – well, you got Steber and Snyder sitting out, I'm assuming. That. Oh yeah, they are. Well, I mean, with the, the final wrestle is probably that night, right? They're just sitting out the mini tournament. Sitting out of the open and the mini tournament, yeah. So they'll be there wrestling, competing yeah. in the finals already. You'll have Nate Tomasello, in my opinion, trying out. Will he be down at one twenty-five? Uh, yeah, obviously, he'll be down at one twenty-five. Yeah, he'll be there, and I think I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be pretty good this year. He could be competitive. Then. Um, it won't shock me if Miles Martin is in the trials. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to make yeah, the team, but it won't not, shock he's me. He's not going to make the team. I'll say that if he's in the trials, and then you know, I think that's, I think that might be all so she wrote. Bert Bergman's retired. Is that and Humphrey's Bergman's retired? Out. Right, yep. and Terrell's Bergman's retired. Out. Bergman's out. Humphrey's in California. Travell is retired. Um, okay. For now, for now, he's he didn't retired. make it official. He did not retire. He's taking a year off. He's, so he's retired. Um, but from what I gather, he's taking a year off, yeah. Um, so. Okay. So is, is the Ohio RTC, are they recruiting anyone new? I don't know the answer to that, honestly. Okay. Um, you know, they've got two guys that are obviously the best on the planet. So they're, the stable is full in terms of high, high, high level. But, yeah, I think I think you could argue that they need more numbers. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I, it won't shock me if they're on the lookout for some some other weight classes just to get more numbers in the, yeah, in, the in the RPC. Of course. So okay, so let's let this is the part of the podcast I did not want to get to, but we're there. So Ohio State oh, is beat this, is Ohio this State. Missouri? Yeah, they beat up on Missouri. Now Missouri, fair enough, was missing four starters. I don't know that that would have changed too much. I, th- I think it could have changed. You know, I think it could have made it closer. I don't know that we would have won if we have those guys in. You would be you would be eating a lot less humble pie right now. I think I'd be eating less humble pie. But, um, you right. know, all, all together, really, the only person on the whole Mizzou squad that, that really looked good was um, Joey LaValle at 157. And, he looked uh, great. He looked, he looked great. Jake Ryan, Jake Ryan didn't look great. But 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 even if it has, it has more to do with LaValle looking good than Ryan looking not good. Yeah. And, and LaValle's kind of uh, been hot all year already. You know, he's been putting a lot right. of points Yeah, up. no, he was – he was on it, man. He was very sound, very solid. Kind of a mistake-free match, I I think. You know, what is he ranked, by the way? Because I didn't know much well, about okay, him. Okay, so I, I was going to bring this up later um, because I think that you know when we're talking about the team race. This affects it significantly. But he's up to number three in the country, and 
Well, he he wrestled like it, honestly. I mean, yeah. he looked that good. But one of the interesting things is um, Richie Lewis, who was a returning All-American, and Max Roshkoff, who was ranked number four, I think, um, they're both out for the season with injuries. So 157, and then obviously um, Isaiah Martinez moved up. So 157 has gotten significantly weaker, and this helps in the team race-wise. This helps Iowa and Missouri big time because Nolf is going to Nolf no matter what, right? Nolf is going to Nolf. It don't matter who's in that damn weight class. He's going he's gonna to dominate. Um, and then Joe Smith is ranked number three, and he doesn't move up with these guys being injured. And actually, Joe Smith hasn't right. wrestled. So, you know, honestly, if, who knows? Maybe his injury is more severe than we had initially thought. Um, right. But, I mean, Kemmerer and LaValle are two guys at 57 who were kind of, I guess you would say, on the outside looking in. And now maybe, the, you know, you're kind of thinking, hey, maybe they're high All-Americans. Um, which I agree. is some serious points added to uh, added to the team. I agree. I mean, it's uh, it makes it interesting. And, you know, I mean, out of all the starters in the lineup at Ohio State, Jake Ryan is, is the one struggling the most. Yeah. And when you when you say everything that you're saying, I completely agree. It is an opening for the team race. And Nolf, it's not an opening for Nolf because he was going to do what he was going to do no matter yep. what. Exactly. And it, it sh- before the season started, had you told me all of these things were going to transpire, I would have told you it's a great opportunity for Ohio State. Yeah. Because I think Jake yeah. Ryan was ranked, what, 10th or 11th going into the yeah, year? Yeah, so somewhere right around there. So, you know, it, it is disappointing. And I agree that um, – that is that is a great opportunity for Missouri and uh, Iowa. Great opportunity. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and Palacio hasn't done a lot of wrestling either. He, he's the number two from Cornell, and Joe Smith's the number three, and neither of them have done a whole lot of wrestling. So, you know, that weight class is, is significantly depleted from what it has been. Um, oh, yeah. We'll oh, yeah. see how that it's, shakes it's out. Weak. It's weak. So for, the, for that, I mean, that's usually a weight class that's not weak. It usually has a lot of depth. and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say it's weak this year. Would, would you, would you uh, agree? Yeah, I, I would agree, hundred um, percent. Hey, so so the other obviously the other takeaways for me from the Ohio State um, Mizzou is that, and obviously this includes Vegas, but I think Colin Moore and Josh Rodriguez, or no, Jose Rodriguez, um, I think they're establishing themselves as as solid high All American candidates. Um, I would agree. I would agree. If you let me get on my. Uh, you know, scarlet-colored glasses here a little bit. I mean, going in the spring of last year, if you would have told me that uh, Jose Rodriguez and Colin Moore were going to get second and third at Vegas, you know, be like 15-2 and two each, respectively, take Jaden Cox to the brink, um, you know, the two of them who were good at the time. They were good last spring. I'm not saying they weren't, but... Where they're at right now, it's almost like I expected them to be this good when they were juniors, maybe sophomores, maybe sophomores. Yeah. And they're doing it as freshmen. As much as that speaks to them, because it does, they're, they're doing a great job. I also think it speaks to the environment that, 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 uh, and maybe not the training environment. Of course it is the training environment a little bit, but just the standard that's going, the, the standard that is considered acceptable, um, at certain programs, it's, it's not unique to Ohio State by any stretch. Sure. But, you know, you get these kids that come in here and they just get familiar with a standard that is so high that they compete beyond their means, or at least what you think are their means, yeah. uh, when they when they come out of high school. And I think that's what's happening in Ohio State. And like I said, I'm not trying to say that that only happens there. But I, I think you're seeing that uh, firsthand when you talk about Colin Moore and Jose Rodriguez. Yeah, um, and, and so then the other, the other thing, obviously, you guys already had the established powerhouses, right? You, right. you already had your Miles Martin and your NATO, who who looked great against Jaden Ironman, and um, I knew right. Ironman was either going to win or lose big. I mean, that was uh, he wasn't going to lose the close right. one because he takes too many risks. I was I was proud of uh, Luke Luke Fletcher, who was slated to be a one thirty three pound red shirt, stepped into the lineup um, full time and beat a two time NCAA qualifier. I thought that that even though it was kind of a not very flashy victory. Yeah. I was happy. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we're kind of talking the same way about Fletcher that we did just about Rodriguez and Colin Moore in like, you know, five or six weeks. Yeah. I mean, and he, he's got some ground to make up. Um, right. Because he is smaller there. But, then, you know, the other match that I, I would have loved to have seen would be uh, 
Mays versus Micah Jordan. And we kind of talked about that last week. Um, oh, yeah. And we didn't get That'd to see great. that match. Uh, and then, you know, Barlow Rodriguez would have been a lot of fun, too, because those guys are both oh, yeah. top ten matches. So we kind of got robbed of some of those matches. But Ohio State kind of hammered us. Um, and, and Mizzou's got Well, you were, you were, you were, it, it was Missouri light, uh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. You had, you had a bunch of starters out. Well, so I'll, you give know, you, I'll give you a pass there. And Ohio State, you know, Ohio State had one key starter out in the last two losses to Missouri. Yeah. And I think Missouri had a full squad both times. So yep. this time the shoe was on the other foot. They obviously had, you know, more than one. But, yeah. you know, even if they had, if, listen, Ohio State and Missouri are both ranked so high and so closely matched that if you got one key starter out, you're immediately not, you immediately have significant ground to make up. And when you put four starters out, well, you see what you saw and that's, that's what you got. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there really were no upsets. Um, no, there weren't. I mean, you know what? I was going to kind of pat Coach Smith on the back, too. Um, kind of like you said, that standard that is set. Um, uh-huh. Because, you know, essentially at 141, Matt Manley's the starter, and he's ranked number six, you know. And Zach Sinnon is a two-time NCAA qualifier who's a backup. So it's not like that's a bad backup, right? And that was a really good win right. for Luke Pletcher. Um, but at 125, um, Aaron Acid is a... Uh, you know, he's the backup, Barlow's the starter, but he went on on, what, su- Sunday was it, or Saturday, whenever they wrestled Ohio U, he beat up on Shakur Laney, who's, uh, I beat, I think he beat him 14-1, to 1. and Laney, right. Laney's the top 20 guy, so um, it's not like he's a slouch by any sense of the imagination, you know, even though these guys are, we're saying they're backups, it's not like right. they're not good, right, they're, they are very right. high-level backups. Right. So I think that's important. No, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not that concerned about Missouri, you know, being a top five team at the nationals or even being in a hunt for the title because it was just such a watered down product of what they could be. Um, and I don't think I'm concerned about Jaden Cox winning his third title. Yeah. But he didn't look like himself. Yeah, you know, and it could be the weight cut, too. I know that's been an issue in previous seasons. Um, right. You know, the one-hour weigh-in versus, you know, the Olympics, he, he right. was, what, eight, eight pounds smaller or eight, eight, seven and a half pounds smaller. But obviously, when the, the day before weigh-in is, is so different than the one-hour weigh-in. I mean, they're not well, I never knew. He, I never knew he had, I've never known that he had weigh-in problems. But oh, honestly, yeah. it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense when you think about where Colin Moore, where and how he scored his points. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but obviously I'd like to see Mizzou's at the scuffle. Um, so that's going to be a, a real strong test for them to see where they're at. Um, right. And uh, Ohio State pretty much just has uh, the Big Ten schedule left. I kind of looked up. They're actually going to be in Madison on January 6th, Tommy. If you want to take a trip up here, we could, we could cruise over there. January 6th, what is that, Friday? Uh, shoot, I don't know. Um, probably Friday or Sunday. Friday. That's usually when Big Ten duels are. Um, I think the sixth is a Friday. Oh, you know what? I, I am absolutely out on that. My my son's birthday's on the fifth. Uh, my daughter's birthday's on, my daughter's birthday's on the seventh. Uh, which means that if I went to Wisconsin to watch the Buckeyes wrestle Wisconsin on the sixth, I would have to rent my own apartment when I returned home. Uh, so there you go. That won't be happening. All right. Well, I'll go. I'll go in your place and uh, you know. All right. See what good. happens. Um, okay. So so moving on. You know, we sometimes I feel like we talk about our teams too much, but uh, oh well. We love them, so we can do well, that. Well, it was the key duel of the week last hey, week, okay. which is we always talk about the pre- – so it's You're not right. too bad. It's not too bad. And then Steber winning the world, that's national wrestling news, even though he's a Buckeye. You sure. know what I mean? So, fair enough. Um, so, I guess what should have been the duel of the week, and I have this listed on our, our sheet here, is um, Iowa over Iowa State. Tommy, I didn't even know it was happening. And then I, I – you know, I always go and, and I look through all the duel results, and I was like, oh. Right. Iowa, Iowa State was this weekend? Like, is this even a, I mean, this literally was the best rivalry in the sport of college wrestling. And right. now I don't think anyone pays attention to it. I mean, is it time for Iowa State to get a new coach? What do they got? What do we got to do to reinvigorate this rivalry? Well, uh, it's got to be competitive. Iowa State's got to get a victory. And I think Iowa State needs to, you know, finish top five or six, you know, be up in the ballpark where Iowa was. I mean, that's why it became a rivalry. Yeah. It didn't become a rivalry because they're both, you know, the fact that they're both in the same state and that Gable wrestled there and all that stuff, that adds to the rivalry. But, you know, 
They were the, they were the, both the flame, high the flame teams. the flame that keeps the rivalry going is that they're both competitive, you know. And for example, you know, Michigan Ohio State football. Why is why is the rivalry a little bit bigger deal than it was five or six years ago? Because Michigan's in the top five. Yeah, and you know that's that that helps. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean that. Yeah, that's that's a huge part of it. So Iowa State's got to step up, and you know I also have Oklahoma Oklahoma State. Um, lists on here because I mean you, you know you're talking 15 years ago those are the two biggest rivalries in the sport of wrestling, um, right? And now both of them are kind of diminished. So we got Lou, Lou's got the pressure on to bring the Bedlam rivalry back because Oklahoma, I believe, is only yeah, he's, one he's, like I would one. say he's got a pass. I, I would say he's got a pass on the Bedlam rivalry definitely this year, maybe and next then, year. You know, I, I mean, a pass for sure next year, but but there needs to be like a a sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. A sign of more to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Um, so. Yeah, so, so I, I guess I'm disappointed by this Iowa State thing. Um, I, you know, I hope it gets better. I hope something happens because it is important for the sport. And when, when someone like me who pays as much attention as I do to the sport of wrestling is not seeing this till two days later, that's a big issue. I mean, you know, I think this happened on a Friday and I saw the results on a Sunday. I mean, this should be something that's hyped up that they're talking about that – you know that kind of thing. I feel like. Yeah, man, it's it, it's disappointing and for sure, and it's something that, you know, I don't think that, you know, anybody at Iowa State or I or, or Iowa State would disagree with that. You know what I mean? And sure, I think they're doing what they can to reinstate the, you know, just the the genuine passion to to win that match. But it's the fact that you know we didn't know it went on. I mean, I remember. When, Ben, when you and I were in college, yeah, and even when I was, it's huge. And I'm, what am, am I? Two years? Am I two? You're or old, years man. Older you're you? just old. I graduated in '04. When did you graduate? Oh, oh, college? Oh, seven. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, yeah, we're apart. But when I came into college, you had Kale, yep, Haskett, you know, uh, and, and you the had bunch. a couple I mean, other Kale. Sandersons in there. You had uh, Aaron Holker was in there. Trent Heineck. Yeah. Uh, so. It was a really good team. And at that time, at that time, Iowa was still beating Iowa State, but it was an absolute scrap, and all eyes were on that match yep. when it happened. Yep. And that's what that's what is not happening right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. So I think I think that's important for for the sport to have those rivalries that are awesome. And obviously, no you know, with Penn State, we've developed a few new rivalries, but um, you know, if we can keep them all going, that's that's better for everybody. Um, yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to make a note of this. Minnesota went to Michigan, got two wins. They beat Michigan and Michigan State. And for all of the off-season craziness that the Minnesota program went through, um, Eggum's not doing a bad job. He's doing a solid job. I, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. Um, and it's not surprising. I mean, you know, the other thing is Jay Robinson ran a pretty good program. I mean, they had a tough year last year, but yeah. – I would say that, that there was there was a culture in place at Minnesota that was fairly um, foundational. Uh, even though last year was a very tough year for them, they've they've finished in the top you know five in the country probably more than anybody in the last twenty years. You know what I mean? Sure. And um, so I think Agum you know probably added some fuel to that fire, a little bit of youth, a little bit of new face, you know. But but foundationally, there were still guys. You know, they knew how to go through a hard practice. They knew what to expect from a training regimen and things like that. And he's doing a good job. I mean, he needs to do better, um, but he's doing but he's doing good with what he's got this year. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, but what, with what they went through, that's tough. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna test you right here, Tommy. Uh, I, I googled. Uh, hey, someone tweeted us that they liked that I can Google stuff when we're on the phone. Make sure you're telling the truth. Yeah, let's do that. What do you got for me? What do you At got? NCAs in the last twenty years, what is your guess on how many times Minnesota's taken top five? In the last twenty years, so it's two thousand and sixteen. So we're going ninety six through two thousand sixteen. Top five, I would top say sixteen. Thirteen. Really? I'm that's, surprised. That's pretty I mean, well, okay, then then they also have two sevenths um and two eighths in there. So, so they did 17 top 10s. Let's see, am I missing any? Um, and then they were 10th in 07, 08. So, um, 18, top, 18 top 10, 13 top 5. Yeah, 13, yeah. I mean, top 5. Yeah, 13 top 5. Do you think that they've beaten everybody in that category? Or do you think Iowa's got them? 
Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. I would really, wait, let me see how many top threes they have. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve top threes, Tommy. No one's got to beat there. Amazing. There's no way no one's got to yeah, beat. Yeah, I think uh, I think Iowa might have them on the top fives. You think so? No. I think Iowa might have them. Yeah. Huh. Why don't you Google that? Well, let's see. Who else? I mean, Oklahoma State wouldn't have them because Oklahoma State they were out of it a few hey, times. Hey, 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 uh, hey, Ben. We'll start calling this the GTS part of our episode. Google that shit. <laughs> Tommy, that's the first time you swore on a podcast. I forget because I, <laughs> yeah. I dropped some swears. We're going to do a GTS. Here's the GTS section. So, so GTS, Iowa in the last 20 years. Hey, Tommy, you know what? People were um, kind of disappointed that we don't do anymore. Um, last year we did some recruiting. You know, I don't remember that. Remember where we, like, uh, you know. Scouting, said, you mean? Scouting. I'm sorry. That's what I was. Um, yeah, no, let's do it. I love it. I love it. So we, we, we'll, we need to we'll scout We'll start somebody. it next episode. Man, um, so Iowa does not have a list of season by season finishes that I can see. Um, they have a it's a year by year. So I would. Have I to bet cl- they got. I bet they got them beat then on top five, but not top three like you said. Yeah, twelve of the last twenty top three. That's ridiculous. Um, that is well, ridiculous. That, that, that's yeah, ridiculous. That's. I mean, that's like amazing. Um, Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to Google, I'm, I'm Googling. I'm on Ohio's, I'm looking through their program. I bet I can find it in their program. Okay, hey, so while I'm finding this, let's talk, the last thing we got on our list to talk about um, is the Iron Man. Uh, you know, I'm not from Ohio, so that doesn't have a, a whole lot of um, nostalgia for me, but damn, Tommy, some of these brackets were ridiculous. Yeah, the Iron Man, to me, um, Did you wrestle in it? No, I never did. It was, you know, when I was in school, it was like 98, 99 when, I, when they were asking me to go to Iron Man. And it was, you know, Iron Man wasn't then what it is now, even oh, though it was a great not? Okay, I thought it historically was. I did not know that. It was. No, it was. It, it was like it was just as tough, but less prestige and spotlight, if that makes sense. Okay. So it just wasn't, it wasn't quite as important to me. And my high school, believe it or not, this is how you think as a high school kid. My high school, and I was dedicated to my high school team and stuff. That was the weekend of their tournament. Uh. So you know, I was the best guy on the team, and it's like, you know, you not going to your high school tournament, you know, wasn't that good of a thought. And I would do it now. You know, I, I would have done it if Ironman is like it is now. But anyways, it's an, I think it's the best high school tournament in the country. Um, yeah, I, th- I th- you know, I think when I was going through, I believe most considered the Beast of the East the best one. But man, after looking at some of these brackets, I, I I don't know. I think you'd have a hard time arguing that Iron Man's not this. number one. I would say that I would say that four out of every five years, the Iron Man is better than the Beast. Sure, sure. You know, I, I'm not uh, I'm not as up on these tournaments because, uh, frankly, you can't. Wisconsin doesn't travel. Wisconsin they don't travel. can't travel. They have significant travel restrictions. Uh, so yeah, you, you can cut yeah. You got to get a waiver or something. So every once and so you can go to like Illinois or Iowa or Minnesota. You know, touching states. I think I think it's a distance restriction. But right. I, I know a few teams um, have gotten waivers to go to like there's a Vegas tournament or to Ohio. Um, but yeah, right. it's very few and far between. I think it's hard to do. Right, right, right. Um. So yeah, okay. How about 126 though? This is the weight class that I was just like. Blown away by, um, and I ended up Sunday night. I think it was. I, I actually had just had nothing to do, and so I started. Um, man, I started watching some of these matches uh, from the Iron Man. I was just like super impressed. One twenty six, yep. Spencer Lee wins it over. But you know, usually he blows everyone out. The match versus Joe Silva was was competitive, very competitive. He had to scrap. He had to scrap. He had to scrap one. He had to. This Joe Silva kid wasn't he wasn't giving nothing up. Um and, and Spencer Lee actually got taken down at the end of the match, which uh, you know, made it a seven to three match. And you know, a lot of people are saying he was gonna bonus through and he also only beat Anthony Madrigal um five oh in the semis. So, you know, two non bonus matches for him, people were acting like that. And then, a he, really and then big I deal. thought it was I thought it was gonna be a clash between Lee and Decatur and Decatur lost in the semis. Could have won, should have won, whatever, and then dipped that down was, to yeah, fifth. Yeah, that was a close one. Then he goes all the way down to fifth place. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and he was he was the number. Jordan was the number one at 
120 in Flo's rankings prior to this week. So for right. yeah, for him to um, drop all the way down to fifth as the number one guy in the country, I mean, do you really got to say more about how tough that damn tournament is? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I didn't get to go this year. I usually go for a round or two uh, every year. Okay. Not get to how go. far is that from Columbus? It's about two hours. Wall Street was about two hours, two hours and 15 from my house. But, you know, it's worth going to. It's, it's cool. It's a, it's a really, you know, small, packed gym. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, good tournament. You should come out next year. We'll, we'll do a we'll, – maybe we maybe we should talk to the Ironmans. It's a high school tournament about doing the play-by-play for the finals. Get Martin yeah. to let us do it. Okay. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, your man Zeb – you know Zeb? Yeah, Zeb Miller. Zeb was on the call, and I'm going to call Zeb out – Zeb would be like, this dude's dominating this dude, and the score would be like 0-0. <laughs> For example, in, in the one match I have on here, I have a, what, Singletary versus Schultz. I think it was 0-0, and, you know, Schultz is a little right. more active. I'm sorry, no, it was 1-0, right. because Singletary got the, he chose down in the second, got the escape. And he's like, Schultz right. is dominating this match, and I'm thinking, it's 1-0 Singletary. Like, <laughs> uh, I think you're embellishing a little bit here, Zeb. Right. Right. Um, so what? What did you did you watch any Singletary? Or have you watched any Singletary before? No, I I I I feel bad that I haven't. I mean, he's a he's a six foot four, two hundred fifteen pound you know heavyweight recruit similar to me at Ohio State. You'd think I'd watch. Well, that's a lot what of I was those. gonna say. I heard he's the next coming of Tommy Rollins. I've watched I've watched one or two matches, and I will say he's very skilled and very disciplined. You know, I don't even know the kid, never met him, but I'd like to see him move his feet a little bit more. That, you know what, Tommy? That's, that, that is frankly what I was going to say. I was not super impressed with his finals win. Um, and, you know, from what I had heard, because I had never watched him before, from what I had heard, um, I thought he was going to be a lot more aggressive and attack more, but he just he just didn't do that. Yeah, he's, he's so athletic for the weight that, you know, he should be athletic with how he wrestles instead of, Methodical, you know what I mean. And yeah. if I was his coach, that's what I'd be talking to him about. Okay, give me one second here, Tommy. Ooh, brutal. Hold on, I'm counting something. This is that nice dead air time. I know. Uh, okay, I okay, okay, here. okay. Wait. Minnesota beats Iowa in top threes. Because okay. Iowa had a bunch of fourth place finishes, they were fourth. In that's why. That's why I think they got Minnesota beat on top five. I think they got to beat on top fives, but not on. I you no. Know, I think they're tied. Okay, they're tied on top tens. They haven't beat on top fives, but they've lost on top threes because they were fourth in thirteen, fourteen. They were fourth in twelve, thirteen. Um, they they were, get fourth a lot. Yeah, they were fourth in two thousand one, two. They were fourth in two thousand five and six. Um, and then they were 8th, 7th, 8th in... Um, so Iowa still has the most top five finishes in the last 20 years. Uh, they have more than Minnesota, but not most top threes. Right, that's Minnesota, yeah, which is okay. which is not... It's very impressive. Yeah, it's very, very impressive, impressive for Minnesota. Okay, well... Jay Robinson right there. If you got to go, I, I got one more thing. I was really... Um, two more. I was really impressed with Sammy Sasso bonus his way through the tournament at 145. And then... Um, David Carr Jr. loses at 152, and I got to ask you: Is David Carr Jr. going to go to Ohio State, or where is he going to go? Because his, da- his dad I mean, went his, to his Iowa dad, State. His, his dad, his dad knows the lay of the land. He knows the landscape, so he's not going to be intimidated by college coaches putting pressure on saying you got to commit now, or the offer is going to get pulled. You know, people that have been in the game know if you're good, you're good, and the offer will be there. So I think he's going to take his sweet old time. Uh, he obviously there's ties to Iowa State. There's probably ties everywhere. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be a Buckeye. I really, really do. But I don't think they're. I think you know they're on their own damn timeline as they should be when you're a blue chip recruit. But sure. yeah, he didn't look. I watched his matches, Ben. He, he looked uh, very good all weekend. He's got and the loss some stuff Qu- up. The loss to Quentin Hovis surprised me. Huh? But he he, he got put on his back twice. Three times. I thought he got put on his back in the quarters too. Yeah, yeah. So, so three times. Kind of crazy there. Damn. Okay, last question, Tommy. Um, will Kyle Snyder complete the hundred mile run? No. And what's he even doing? What, what's he thinking? I don't know. I haven't spoken to him, but yeah, I had a little, I had a little Twitter exchange with him. Um, I, you know, the, all those crazy conversations. We, you know, what we should talk more about is the fact that you get in these, all these like 
you get all these like uh, hypothetical discussions after a wrestling practice when you're sitting on the mat, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's when it happened. It just, so, anyways, yeah, I don't think he can do it 100 miles in 24 hours. I do agree with him that his mind is strong. I just don't think it's in the cards for his physical makeup to, to pull that off. That, that would be tough. You know, you know what you think of Tommy is Kyle Snyder is a modern day Wayne Bauman. You know who Wayne Bauman is? Yeah, I know Wayne Bauman. Okay, and, you know, <laughs> Wayne Bauman ran the he ran the Pikes Peak Marathon without training and did many other things. And I met Wayne when he was a lot older. I want to say he was seventy six, but don't don't quote me on that age. And uh, <laughs> he goes, he goes. You know, I, I asked him some question like, why did you do all that crazy stuff? Right, you know, run the marathons without training stuff. Right. And he said, Ben, I just like to test myself. He said, you know, Ben, the only thing I can do to see how tough I am anymore these days is see how long I can hold my piss in the morning. <laughs> and I die laughing. And I said, well, Wayne, how long have you held it for? And he goes, well, he goes one time, I made it till three in the afternoon. And I was That's like, great. Oh my god. He'd be he'd be he'd be hell on wheels for Usada. Three in the afternoon. Tom, think about that. Can you imagine how painful that would be? Crazy. I mean, it'd be painful. All right, you got to run? I do, man, but that was a good podcast. I thought we had the mojo going today. Uh, Well, you know, it's a lot about Ohio State, and you you are never low-energy Jeb when we're talking about Ohio State. You're always fired up. Well, I think that's a subliminal message that I got to step my game up when we're not talking about Ohio State. Well, you know, if they keep doing well, we'll be talking about a lot of Ohio State in the next three months. So I think it's going to be okay. All right, man. All right, Tommy, you guys have a good meeting, and I will talk to you later. Sounds good, brother. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. You are listening to the T Row and Funky Show, and it is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you've built, Tommy. I got to say, I tried these products. He shipped me a box. Uh, I love them. I've, I've had, uh, if you know me, you know I had, I've had ringworm issues for a long time. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to putting these in my repertoire and, and hoping uh, the ringworm does not come back ever. No doubt, Ben. And to top that off, the company was created by wrestlers. Guy Seiko wrestled at Cleveland State University. His son was an All-American in Virginia, so these people really get it. They know what the wrestling community needs. <laughs>